All right, Bobheads, just a little content warning before we get started. We do talk about substance abuse and death on this episode. Clinical. Clinical. Population. Population. Clinical. Population. Population. Clinical. Population. Hello, everybody. My name's Gabby. I'm Allison. I'm Grant. And welcome to Clinical Populations. <laughs> Introducing music therapists to new bops and new bops to music therapy. All right. Guys, sorry we haven't had an episode in a while. It's just been a crazy November. Mm-hmm. It's been a really, uh, really wild time. It's been... <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that we didn't want to produce an episode. It's just we just didn't have the capacity to. So, but now we're here. And before I get started, I just wanted to ask you guys what is something that's bringing you joy or some music that you're really digging during this time? Just so that, you know, we can share share the joy with each other. Well, I'll go first. So if you know me, you know I don't like putting up anything holiday related until after Thanksgiving because I like to give each holiday its special time. However, (laughs) I have been really festive this November and have like gone to every holiday slash Christmas display (laughs) that I have found in stores. So (laughs) even my my significant other pointed it out. He's like, you're very festive this year. And I was like, right? (laughs) So I've just been in the holiday mood, had the holiday spirit within me. So (laughs) there you go. Before Thanksgiving. <laughs> wow. Taking a leap over there. I know. <laughs> Stirring the pot. Getting it up. <laughs> oh, 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 man. I know it's hard to follow <laughs> that up. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like we're not festive. <laughs> I have been really digging into just music that I used to listen to in like undergrad. And so I came across Leanne Le Havis who is a musician i think she's in new york but she kind of has this like jazzy indie vibe to her and so i've just been digging back into her old albums she like plays the electric guitar and i found her originally on a uh takeaway show that used to be like really popular on youtube by la blogotech but it was just like her walking around with like an electric guitar and like a honey tone amp on her belt, which was pretty cool. Yeah, so I've just been 
listening to her lately. And then I don't know why it's taken me so long, but I've just started doing watch parties on Netflix. Have you guys done that yet? Yeah. No, I haven't. (laughs) It's pretty, it's kind of cool. It's like you just watch a movie with your friend virtually and you can like see them and stuff like that. So yeah, I did that for the first time this weekend and I was like, why haven't I done this before? I, what? (laughs) Like I should have done this before, but yeah. So that's been pretty cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, for me, I have been pretty fortunate that I've been able to watch a lot of the virtual kind of live stream concerts that a lot of artists have been able to put on and record. So, wow, this was back in March. I talked about All Time Lows releasing their newest album, and they did a concert series, a basement basement noise concert series, where they just kind of got together and recorded like a set for each band member and for the newest album and are releasing it throughout the remainder of the year. So I've been able to kind of watch those as they come up and they're not like always back to back, but they come up at, you know, like every two or three weeks. So it's been something that's just sporadically just kind of a highlight that I've been able to watch and you know, I really miss live music, but this is the yeah. next best thing that I have yeah. access to right now. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, some of the villagers where I work were saying how much they miss like concerts and stuff because mm-hmm. they've been fortunate enough to be able to like get to go to some of the concerts in the community. So I ended up actually green screening them into concerts of their favorite artists so get they get to like be in the crowd and stuff and so it's just kind of like a way for them to like pretend like they're at a concert (laughs) even though they can't really get one yeah and one of them was like you know what i don't need to go to concerts anymore because gabby's here Like, oh. I don't know if that's the same thing, but I mean, sure, for now. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, cool. that's been pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be nice to go to a live show again. Mm-hmm. Yes, I cannot wait. I was supposed to go to My Chemical Romance this past September. Really? But Yeah, but then oh. they pushed it. Yeah. So hopefully next year. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they're doing like a reunion tour and it was like a huge deal and like tickets sold out like really quickly. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) But now that you mentioned my chemical romance, I forgot that I recently have become a major fan of the Umbrella Academy. (laughs) 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 So I definitely marathoned those two seasons back to back. And I am very grateful for that series as well. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) That is a good series, actually. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. There's definitely things that we all can critique about it if we you know, took the time to do so, but it definitely has just been like a really entertaining and I I just love like superhero type of stuff and the way that uh-huh. it's more of like a like a darker comedy in that sense. Yeah. So that, yeah. But <laughs> I just love the connection. Yeah. Thank you, Gerard Way. 
just thought of another thing. So since my first one was kind of sad, so I took, I went to Gatlinburg for the first time. We got a cabin in the woods and just like spent two days out in, out in the woods. And it was really nice. There was a fireplace and um, a hot tub and we just got to be out secluded in in nature. And so that was really fun to experience uh, a side of nature that I hadn't experienced before because in Dallas, there's not a lot of that. So unfortunately yeah. but, um, Nothing like that in Dallas. yeah so um, so yeah that was that was a really fun time getting connected to nature again did you make a bonfire we didn't but we did use the fireplace quite a few times yeah okay, okay. Mm-hmm. you gotta have a bonfire i Don't know next pit. time next time <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Cool. Well, those are some things that have brought us joy during this time. Going back to My Chemical Romance, we have an alternative rock band that we are sharing with you today. Their name is Haunting Portraits, and we are going to listen to their song, Daffodils. So, enjoy!
And that was Daffodils by Haunting Portraits. What did you guys think? Yeah, I liked this one. It reminded me of a lot of my adolescent music. So So it brought me back to high school a little bit. Some of the bands that I listened to in Dallas, like local Dallas bands. So Mm. yeah, some of the things that came up for me while I was listening to it were you know, and, and just reflecting on the the lyrical content was this thought of reflecting on what you've done in the past and maybe some of the regrets you've had and wanting to make sure that others take the time to appreciate the time they're given. So just this idea of enjoying your youth or enjoying like the little things in life kind of made me think of the quote from George Bernard Shaw about how youth is wasted on the young, which I don't believe, but it kind of re- reminded me of that some of the like save your breath blow up a big pink balloon skip your test we're all growing up too soon that kind of thing mm-hmm. so yeah and just it's like uh it's like breakfast club vibes yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and it's very i think reflective of this year and what 2020 has given us of that time of reflection and slowing down and enjoying the little things so yeah it just made me pause and think about that aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. So on, on the flip side of, you know, taking a breath and enjoying the good little things, this song is actually super ironic because it talks about all these like happy youth, young things, but then it goes into like, yeah, drinking a bottle of apathy and bitching and moaning and stuff like that, which is so like adult, (laughs) like just Mm -hmm. like complaining about things. And then he, you know, he screams like, but I can try to be happy, which is just like happy. It's just, he's screaming it. Do you, do you really need to scream happy? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so ironic. And so it made me think of a conversation that we had I think in season two, maybe about toxic positivity Mm -hmm. and how, you know, we try to put these happy little band-aids over everything, but is it, is it actually helping or is it just covering, you know, what's really going on? And I mean, even in the music video, it's also ironic because they're wearing happy faces on their heads, but it's like a plastic bag and then the happy face is upside down. Mm-hmm. And then everything they're doing throughout the day, like brushing their teeth, like they're brushing their heads because the smile was upside down. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just so it's goofy, but it's also like I mean it's it's pointing at yeah, how th- I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How we how we fake yeah. being happy doing these like adulting things and mm-hmm. we don't actually stop to do the things that we care about and how that can kind of mm-hmm. make you feel this really numb, what am I doing? It's very existential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I I agree with that too. And the more that we talk about it and my initial reactions to it, it's it kind of feels like you're in that space of where you shouldn't feel bad about something. So you try to feel something different as opposed to fully experiencing this wide range of emotions. And 
it's almost as if at any point if like the person singing the song or like the voice of the song in that sense admits to being upset or angry or sad they fully forfeit and relinquish all their happiness without like it's it's just gone because they succumb to this other feeling that's not happy and it's it just it's really it's touching on some things too that i'm also like currently like learning and going over a little bit more deeply too within my studies but just the fact that like it, it doesn't always have to be either or in that situation it can be a both and like you mm-hmm. can still feel all this pain but also still have moments of happiness and they don't have to be mutually exclusive right mm-hmm. yeah which i guess the scream and but say, and saying happy is kind of like a representation of the both and and those are like feelings right but like before in the in the chorus it says like drink a ball of apathy so it's like no feeling at all yes numbing yeah versus just like feeling in general yeah that's such a a jarring contrast too between the way that the music is so driving and then mm-hmm. the intensity of like the vocals and it's <laughs> like those give you the connotations of very strong feelings and apathy is just like you know, just like very much yeah. like, like the thought process where like all the stuff is going on in your head, but you just say the phrase, oh, I'm fine, or it's okay. <laughs> like, that's kind of, that's the image that I get when mm-hmm. we talk about this and listening back to the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think about the clients that I work with currently with substance use and addictions and how we've had conversations about mood and reminding them that it's okay to feel their feelings, even when they think that like they're quote unquote wrong, but that they'll tell me, you know, the reason I was using um, drugs or alcohol or whatever it might've been is because I just wanted to numb it all out. I didn't want to acknowledge it at all. So that's instantly what I went to the, let's drink a bottle of apathy. It's like that drug of choice for lack of a better word. And uh, self-medicating. Exactly. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I my internship was at a VA hospital, and so one of or two two of the groups I had to run were substance abuse recovery. And I wish the song existed when I was doing my internship because, yeah, I mean we had so many conversations about about that how how whatever they were using or whatever they were drinking was to cover up, you know, something else that was happening in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So like if I, if I were to ever work with that population again, or if this had, you know, existed back when I was in my internship, I would love to take the course and just rewrite the let's drink let's drink a bottle of you know whatever it doesn't have to be apathy it could be something like whatever they were drinking or whatever or let's take you know whatever they were taking and having the next couple lines be like you know what was it preventing you from like preventing you from you know connecting with your family or preventing you from i mean if it is being happy you know like it is in the lyrics then yeah. So I think it would be cool to 
do a song rewrite with the substance abuse recovery population. Yeah, that's where my mind was going to. And then, you know, a song discussion. I think there's some really great themes in here that kind of span a wide spectrum. So some of the ones that stood out were like gratitude, presence, regret, loss, self-medicating, coping. So I think that it could really turn into a, a great discussion on a variety of different things. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious too, what you all think about this, but I wonder if, even though that we have like these perspectives that we're bringing to it now, with what's being discussed and kind of just the content of the song and the idea of screaming and that very emotionally charged aspect, and then the last phrase in the chorus being, but at least I can try to be happy. I'm like wondering if we, if you could also possibly have a discussion about the kind of the steps or the things that you experience while also feeling happy. I'm not sure what I'm trying mm. to say right now. That, if that even came across the way that well, I wanted to. No, because he's saying I, I, I'm trying to be yeah. happy. Yeah. So like, how, how, how are you trying yeah. to be happy? Yeah, so like, yes. in a way that like, because I feel it, this just might be how I'm perceiving it now. I don't think it's necessarily the intention of it, but I think of the way in which it's typically framed, it's always as a more like a negative connotation in how we try to address those things and like talk yeah. about going about our issues. But if it's, you know, what's your, if your purpose of doing certain things that are to be happy, like what are things that you do to be happy and like navigating the conversation in a way that could be more like positively connotated in a sense, as opposed to just immediately going into something challenging. Um, not saying that like it shouldn't be and that we shouldn't have those moments, but being able to really give space for that in case that, you know, I just think it's really difficult to like have those conversations if it's always presented in a way that seems like we're criticizing and chastising as opposed to really embracing and like being more graceful in our chance of approaching these things, if that makes any right. sense. No, yeah, I I was just going to say like in residential care from the clients that I work with, I think that would be really beneficial because they spend quite a bit of their time working through, I mean, doing trauma work, doing body work and breath work and things that are really hard and really heavy and bring up a lot of, a lot of things that they continue to process even in my session. And so, yeah, I think it would be awesome to have a song where we're talking not about the heavy stuff, but about what what have you added to your toolbox and what can you continue to add to your toolbox that helps you feel happy and just seeing those strengths seeing those resources that they have i think that's so important to recognize that as well that's a good point grant resource oriented yes ma'am yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i have a bit of trivia <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, my voice is like going out for some reason. So I've been very much into the meaning behind words, particularly with scents and plants. I've been really interested in, I know it's so weird. I've been really interested in like how to make scents and why plants are used, like their medicinal purposes and their spiritual, spiritual purposes, their vibrational qualities. And I, when I saw this song and I saw it was called Daffodils, I was like, Ooh, I've been reading a book about plants and scents. So 
I'm going to set the scene, give you some context. So there in the, in the Victorian era, there was a need for communicating in ways that wasn't just being in the same room because obviously they didn't have phones and some people couldn't read or write. And so previous to that, there had been like this really big interest in using plants to communicate and it was brought over to England and there were a bunch of books written about the language of flowers. And then it turned into this study called floriography. Yeah, it's crazy. So people used to communicate by sending each other plants, uh, flowers, which is why even still today, when we celebrate things or we're expressing empathy for loss or, or whatever it might be, we send people flowers, right? So they were doing it to send these like hidden messages or to communicate with each other because they couldn't communicate sometimes because of social class or an inability to do so. So I was like, what do daffodils mean? And so the positive meaning behind them, there's a bunch of different ideas. So the positive is like rebirth and new beginnings. It's like, it signifies the coming of spring. It's the first flower to, br to bloom. It also brings awareness and inner reflection, which I thought was interesting with the context of this song and forgiveness. And then the negative side of it, it, the Latin name is actually Narcissus from the Greek God who like was in love with himself where we get narcissism from. So the negative side oh. means vanity or unrequited love. And it used to be an omen of death if you sent one flower, one daffodil. Oh my, oh my gosh. So anyway, all that to say, I don't know why they picked daffodil as the title because it's only used a few times in the song, but there you go. You can take what I just shared and interpret it in your own way. <laughs> that is so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't don't apologize. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, okay, so at least the lyrics say daffodils. So exactly. we know it's not one daffodil, so it's <laughs> not narcissism, not death. I mean, thematically though, the things that you just shared, we can relate back to some of the things we were talking about earlier and our like reactions and responses to the song and even with the lyrics. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fun. I don't know. It was just my my random outside of music therapy things that I like to do. <laughs> no, that's cool. I mean, I, I looked it up slightly and I mean, all I came up with was that it's like one of the first flowers to bloom. So, I mean, I guess in the context of this song, if we're talking about like, you know, going into adulthood and stuff, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you bloom into adulthood. Well, I don't know if you bloom into adulthood, but I mean, you become an adult at some point. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of plant oriented metaphors for growing up and becoming an adult. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, now I'm even thinking about what it means when you pick flowers from, for a bouquet and like how by picking them, you don't nurture them anymore and they're essentially yeah. meant to die when you give them away don't oh, know what gosh. that adds to this um, that adds a lot yeah <laughs> but <laughs> even in that context too just wow yeah yeah it's pretty interesting go check it out the language of flowers <laughs> the language of flowers wow so one thing I do want to bring up, I did some research as well. I was really 
intrigued by the screaming of happy and just yeah just the scream and it made me think of uh there's this video i came across on tiktok like way the beginning of quarantine and it was this family and then it became kind of like a trend and so it was a family in a house and they're chanting something like we need to release the steam or yeah we need to release all of our steam we all need to scream or something like that and then they point to someone and that person just screams and just like lets out a scream and it's so goofy but it was also like we were all so frustrated at that point and i mean i guess we all kind of still are frustrated and like just wanting the world to you know go back to or go into whatever it's supposed to be normally and i was like man that's actually kind of therapeutic screaming so i googled it because i wanted to see if it was actually a thing and it is it's called primal therapy and it was developed in the 1970s and john lennon and yoko ono were super into it and basically it's this like premise that you know we have all these traumas that when you're like younger that get repressed and then those repressed traumas turned and in, turn into like neuroses and then they get you know locked up and then the only way they can get unlocked is through like primal screaming or like the catharsis of that and it's so it's like super controversial people are like you know, this doesn't work. And some people are like, I swear it works. So I don't know how I feel about it, but it's what I found. And I thought it, I just thought it was interesting that it's a thing. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I know, I know I've heard of it. I think I've heard of it in kind of a, a bit of a different context, but that is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I like saw a YouTube video and there's like just a group of people screaming on the floor and I was like, I don't know if I could handle, I don't think I could handle that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would have to get into quite the altered state for that, I think. <laughs> just saying. I don't think I could, I don't think I could do that in a room full of people. <laughs> no. I'd be no. too self-conscious. Yeah. I think for me, there we understand the importance to like as music therapists, the importance of catharsis and being able to have a cathartic release. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something that I think, regardless of where you end up on embracing or like wherever you end up on your belief about primal therapy or notions or tenets of it, I think we can all really still understand the importance of having a moment of catharsis, especially when you, you haven't mm -hmm. been able to have an outlet <laughs> for mm -hmm. emotions. And I think it's kind of a prime example with the current situation that we're in the world right now. Like there are a lot of things that people are feeling and trying to find ways to express those feelings in manners that they find appropriate for themselves can be really tricky. And sometimes people aren't very affirming or validating of what that expression is. So kind of taking it back to the scream of the song, 
at first I didn't even when I first listened back to it, I barely noticed the scream as like out of place. Mm. I had to keep listening to it over and over again to like really figure out exactly when it started and like when it ended. It just felt re- like it felt very much like part of the score, so to say. Mm. And you know, I think that's something kind of going back to what we talked about previously, just the importance of being able to hold that complexity and be able to experience all of yourself and all of your feelings. Like that could just be a very natural and just necessary thing sometimes to do, like just to let out and like have a cathartic emotion, like emotional experience, even if, you know, it may be crying profusely over something or just like Mm -hmm. having that chance to like let it out. And it's still, it's still part and it still fits. I'm not sure if anybody else had the same experience when it came to the screen feeling like it was part of it, like almost very natural like to the song essentially. But after listening to you all talk and some more just thoughts too, that's what came to my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, I mean, going back to both and like, I thought it definitely fit in with it, but it also stood out just because like the rest of the song didn't have as much screaming, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Like, it was, like to me, I thought it fit, but then also like just looking at the, the, the differences within like the song musically. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think I had a, mm-hmm. I had a similar reaction just because of like the line right before it, but at least I can try to be happy. Like, I think that's what, changed mm-hmm. my mind once I actually read the lyrics and listened to the song at the same time but on on first listen it definitely fit with the song yeah mm-hmm. and just from my like musical background and what I used to listen to I mean it's it's super common to hear that emotional expression in a song so I think it just doesn't really throw me anymore unless I'm looking at the lyrics and go oh that's that's different from what they're mm-hmm. saying so yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also kind of wondering who the you is mm. in this. Mm-hmm. You know, right before it, it's like all, a bitch and moan, all you please. So, who, yeah. I was yeah. wondering who the you is. Yeah. Is that a collective you or? or yeah. Or like a specific person. Yeah. I don't know. Or themselves. Yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah uh-huh. could be them talking to themselves too mm-hmm. inner dialogue yeah i mean that could be another layer too with the song discussions that you are talking about too who would be the you if you were to share this message with somebody like it's the you yourself is it somebody else also like how how does it shift when you experience the you as yourself or the you as an external person, somebody else, just being able to, if possible, or even if that's something that you want to explore, being able to just navigate what that's like. Yeah. That's a nice component. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That would change the discussion or the, the songwriting for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Wow. 
right. So those were our thoughts on Daffodils by Haunting Portraits. If you like their music, check them out on whatever streaming platform and also check out their YouTube videos. They're not doing any shows right now because they're trying to be safe, but you can still listen to the music that they have online. So before we sign off, just a couple of reminders. We have our bop shop. If you would like to get masks or Christmas sweaters, holiday sweaters, they're back on sale. And if you would like to support us financially, you can do so at patreon.com slash clinical populations. And then also... There is an awesome project that some of us and our fellow podcasters and fellow music therapists are part of called The Tech Nook, which is an online collaborative resource for music therapists. And it was created by music therapy clinicians, researchers, and educators, and basically just offers guides and video tutorials and virtual lessons on various aspects of technology that can be utilized in and for music therapy. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can go to technook.co. And with that, we are going to sign off by listening to Daffodils by Haunting Portraits. Bye. Bye. Bye.
don't know. There's a lot of content that I'm, I feel like I need to sit with that and just think about flowers. <laughs> this is why John should have been here because the gardener would be able to handle <laughs> all of our plant-based metaphors <laughs> with facts and tenderness and care. 